One's happily married, and the other, well, let's just say it didn't go so well. Hunter and Kush, 92.5 Kicking Country. It's Hunter and Kush, take on the world, and the world is winning. This is part of the group therapy sessions. Jennifer Higley in from Wildflower Counseling, which I am now a, can I say I'm an active member? Is that, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should. You have to say it or you lose all credibility. I, I do. I feel like, you know, I, membership fees, uh, membership has its privileges or something. But I, I've been definitely going. Yes. And I have actually found that I'm digging in deep to some things that I never really dug into before. I'm getting somewhere, actually. You are? That's yes, awesome. I am. Because guess what I'm doing? Setting up boundaries, Jennifer. You That's important. Because I, I was not a boundary guy. You know this. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I, I, I was not a boundary guy. I was kind of like, oh. I was, gonna say, I was going to say, what does it say about somebody? He knows my boundaries, right? Yes. Right. He knows I don't want anybody in the studio when I'm doing the show. So I sit in here anyway so and see how long it anyway. takes What him. does that say? Yeah. I do. I sit in here. He knows. I see. I, yeah. I wait to see how long yeah. it takes him to go. Yeah. All right, get out. Yeah. So eventually, I'm, yesterday, him and Thomas. Thomas comes in. We're all. So eventually, I'm like, all right, out. And then I make a wise ass comment. And then he makes like, a wise ass comment. Like, so. oh, it's this when the real show begins. We can't see behind <laughs> the curtain of the greatness that is Kush. Like, right. So, so what's going on there? Yeah. Because what's going on there? I'm he test- knows the rules. Yeah. But he. It took him a while though. It I'm did. wearing them down. I'm I wearing was, them down. I feel like I'm no, wearing no, them down trying, a little bit. I was trying to show some patience. Yeah, you're right. Because I figured maybe you could do it on your own. But you liked it when I was there for a minute because then you had some stuff to say. And then once you were done with your stuff to say, then it was like, okay, get out. It's like, yeah, when it gets quiet, that's it's time. Time to keep moving. To or be get fair, moving. Get to, to stepping. I've also fallen asleep on the couch here during his show, snoring. That's fun. Like, literally snoring. It's a like, bit of a distraction. Yeah. Maybe so, some ambiance, though, really. Actually, that's it nice. does. <laughs> that I enjoy. And they'll sit there and be like, dude! I'll be like, what? <laughs> what? No, no. I let him go. I, I did that once because I thought somebody was coming down the hall and might come in. Oh. I, I don't want him to get busted. Yeah. It was that's just a really, See? Well, there's actually a good relationship here. So... <laughs> uh, but I want to get to the boundaries thing. But just right there, what was all of that? Like... You see, uh, you know what's funny? At the end of the day, when he kicked Thomas and me out, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. I felt nothing. I was like, all right, that's, that's his trip. Really? That's yeah. because you're ex- respecting a boundary. Look at you. I, I, didn't, I didn't care. I was Look like, at you. That's like, growth. That's progress, actually. Yeah, yeah. Look at you go. Yeah, I know. Like, do I overstep boundaries? And am I, am I an overstepper boundary person? It sounds like you may have been in the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm working on that. Yeah, yeah. But because again, ultimately, if you're listening to someone's boundary you're respecting them see like i know it's there but like i'm gonna see how long i can test it like when yeah. i'm in the studio i'm like he comes in he'll come in about <laughs> five minutes before he's supposed to go on the air and he'll be like sitting there looking at you'll be looking at stuff yeah. and i'll be mm-hmm. we'll start joking around a little bit like yesterday i think we talked about spider-man or something stupid yeah. and then you know eventually he kicks me out and then i'm like all right whatever but see, the fact that you can just roll it off your shoulders is probably an improvement in yeah, itself. And then I walk in the hallway with Thompson being like, dude, what's up with Kush? I mean, look out. I'm doing a show. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> what a pansy. No, but I'll tell you what happened. This, So that's that's us joking around. Yeah. But I actually. And by ha- the way, the fact that now that you admitted that you like do it on purpose to oh, bug yeah. me, oh, yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to push some buttons. I just, yeah, yeah. I just want to see how far yeah. I can yeah. make this go. You that, know? Like, that I respect. I would get irked if you sat there and said, I just don't care. Or I forgot. I don't. It's not important enough to me to remember. Yeah. But that, yeah, now that you said that, yeah, I, I push people's buttons all the time. Yeah, I mean, it totally does. So, like today with um, Megan. What'd you do? Remember, she's like, hey, how's it going to you? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? 
Oh, yeah. He was a little jealous. I didn't really care. <laughs> you were. <laughs> no. Let me tell you what happened. Oh so we God. have a girl in the sales department, Megan, and she's like, Hunter. And by the way, no, she says Hunter. How does she say it? Hunter. Yeah, like that. So she got and then me, you started adopting it because you never used to say it that way. I started it. Jealousy. So I started it. No. I, I didn't get so. it from anybody. No, I think Meg did it well, first. I didn't get it from anybody. And then so Meg's like, hey, come here. And then all of a sudden, all the other salespeople are around me. And he's just walking by like, hey, honey, come here, Kush. And then, <laughs> then she starts singing Cushalicious, which is a Fergie song, her version of a Fergie song. And then he walked around twice. Like you walked to your office, then you walked back around. You did the double walk. You did a double walk. You walked I twice. You I, I, gone walked, to your I got office. water and I walked back. You got, no. You walked by, yet clearly had water, and then <laughs> then I'm talking to the uh, the, the salespeople and that Hunter. And by the way, the only reason they wanted me there anyway is because they needed something from me, which is what every salesperson wants. They needed something. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then you literally did a lap around the building, came back around, just and and uh, yeah, you did. You did. You did. Were you were you trying to get your your step count in? Yeah, what was going on there? That's what I told him. I was trying to get my steps in. Yeah, was that what, is that what it was? <laughs> That's what I said. Is that really what happened? I was just saying I don't like small talk, and so like when people are like, "Hey, how's it going?" Ugh. But yeah, don't talk. I was me. getting the small you talk. Don't care how I'm, but then you got you involved don't care in this. So why'd you get involved in the small talk? I didn't. I started you making did. fun you of her. You walked I, by. You're like, oh, I was walking Hunter. by. I was walking by, and I started making fun of her. Like, hey, Hunter, how's it going? I don't really care how's it going, but I just like to make small talk seem friendly. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, make it stop. But oh, then you walked around for another serving. It's like, I don't like ice cream, except I want ice cream. Dude, See? I think I'm finding, I'm finding something. I'm scraping away. You know how I get scraped away? I think you did. You were a little, I felt, yeah, I feel, I feel. Do you yeah. see what's happening here? I think you're trying to be Kush's therapist. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you're not qualified. Well, then why, why, why would he do that? Okay, Jennifer, mm-hmm. why would Kush make a snarky comment as I'm being pulled into the sales pit and then walk away? I feel like he's going to his office and literally a couple minutes... Here comes Kush again to be involved in the conversation. I wasn't involved at all. Were you feeling left out? Were you feeling left out? Were you a little upset that maybe I was being spoken to and needed? Oh my God. (laughs) I don't want to be needed. I like not being needed. I like when I walk by somebody that don't need anything. That's how I feel about my heart. So I I will also put out there there is a chance that we're reading into something. Oh, really? Who? We? Me? (laughs) You? We? You're trying to recreate oh, this projection. You're, you're, you're maybe to re- projecting you're to a little bit. Your, oh, really? You're, cr- you're trying to recreate your own little universe here to, to <laughs> suit you. Kind of, it's kind of fun. You're making crap up. <laughs> I know. You're like, oh, I kind of like this. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like Avengers Endgame. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's got the reality stone. I got the reality like, stone. I'm bending it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Kush really is involved in my personal life. I know. And like I want him to be. And we all know the first thing he would do if he really had the reality stone, he'd make me shorter than him. No, I wouldn't. See, you think that you I, know, you know, I have accepted that I am this height. I know, but you haven't accepted that I'm this height. Yeah, I have. I don't care. You, you, you're you, the one that's always talking about my height. I never talk about your height. I'm not going to talk about I'm tall. I'm short, so? Well, short people are funnier looking than tall people. That's ridiculous. Now nah, you're right. That, that's nah, really, right. it's really that's, offensive. Well, no, 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 no. No, that's that's Just really offensive. There, they look short, but when you fall, they, when, a, when a tall they? person like me falls, that's funny. We, <laughs> we, when I fall, that's funnier. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is. But it's, you, you use that. That's your arm against me. Is you're short. You did it today in a meeting with Steve. <clears throat> Sat down. He's like, "This will only take a short moment." He's like, "Ha ha 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 ha
<laughs> no, I didn't. Again. Yes, you did. You did. I just put my hand on your leg and said, you okay, buddy? Yeah. And I, That's all I did. I was like, I've been hearing short jokes since I was, when I was in communion. When I was, yeah, I went to communion. I went to Catholic school. You could probably tell. I was in front of the girls. Like, it was me and this other kid named Andy, and then the girls. That's how short I was. Oh, damn. Yeah. Right. And I'm, Well, girls grow faster. A lot of girls are taller than... I never grew, dude. I never grew. But... when you stop okay. growing? Yeah, I'm okay with this. when did you so, stop growing? Uh, uh, Like, I don't know. I mean... Eighth grade? I think I might be shrinking now, to be honest with you. I might be going well, the opposite up, way. You know, we're, we're getting to the point where I, I've shrunk a little bit. I can't wait till I'm really small, like, <laughs> like <laughs> hobbit size. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's happening right now, Jennifer? What is all of this? Can you make anything of this? Or is this, it's you're looking at me. a little bit of nonsense. It's, I, <laughs> <laughs> is that your official diagnosis? From, from whom? Me or him? Oh, well, both of you. Yeah. But I think it's just, your you guys are playful. But in general, what you're saying about the boundaries. There are none? It's minimal. But I mean, that's okay. Yeah. As um, long as you're both okay with where they're actually set. I mean, in all reality, there are boundaries. It's just the playfulness you guys have isn't part of that. What is playfulness between two adult males? Ragging <laughs> on each other? Like, I mean, like being hard on each other. Yeah. yeah. What? What? What is that? My wife. No, thinks, like, like my, what my is going on? Telling me. Like, oh, honestly, is, it sounds like that's actually like decent rapport. Yeah. It's a. Did you say sexually decent rapport? Or oh no. Oh, no, she, no, she didn't. I just didn't know. At, at, Why at, would you think that? When romance. You, about us? you know what? I watched this on The Bachelor the other night. They did The Bachelor, and they're they're redoing all the seasons. Kush was invited to come to Carrie's house. Didn't show up once again. My son is dying to see Kush eat the crackers like you eat them because he literally. But takes I'm not going to do that anymore. From the yeah, no, you are. But like no, Carrie's not. trying to teach. Carrie wants to teach Kush the right way to eat a charcuterie board. And like when he gets in there, he like Whatever. takes. It might as well be Ritz crackers and some you know old hickory. But like she's got the fancy cheese and all. So. We've invited him to come to see The Bachelor. Okay. And he has not shown up two weeks in a row now. And so it's avoidance because Carrie called him out. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. And then we were watching The Bachelor and there were these two dudes that had like this bromance going on on the show. <laughs> and it reminded me of him and me. See, but, that's all. And then, and then The Bachelorette got mad because he was more into hanging out with his buddy than he was. With, I can't remember the name of the guys, but it, it was pretty matter. funny. Anyway, they're all a bunch of mouth breathers. All seriousness, I did have a moment. Where I actually stood. So we're in a conference room meeting and it went like most meetings do. Jesus. Like this so podcast long. does way too freaking long yeah. at some point. Mm. And so I, I, get, I, I get impatient. But quick. see, here's the thing I feel like my relationship with you is a relationship that I need with a woman because that would be good because we communicate. Like I'm looking over, he doesn't even know, but he's looking at me and I can see he's starting to, he's, his arms starting to cross. He's literally turning his body away from the table, and he's looking outside. And I'm thinking, I don't know what he's thinking about right now, but I know he's thinking about something. Like I don't it know, like, this meeting. you know, like <laughs> shooting palm trees with laser eyes. I don't know, like where his drone is. Like he's checked out, and he's looking at the meeting, and I can just see. And then, then his foot starts shaking. So I'm like, uh oh, this isn't good. So at one point. We bring up these ideas, and one of them is for us to get a boat, and then I was like, a boat around yeah. the harbor. And my son oh, nice. is in the is in the navy, and I'm like, my son can pilot the boat, and he that woke me up. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was, was just looking for somebody to pounce on. I guess. Yeah, and he was so rude to me. 
he was like, you literally eviscerated me in the middle of the meeting, like to the point where <laughs> I'm like, we didn't, we don't pilot a boat. It's 17 feet long. You don't pilot. It was a, a little more emphatic than that. You pilot a schooner. Yeah, right. You pilot and I'm like, a he, and I'm like he can do that too. I said, I've been <laughs> driving. I'm like, I've been driving those boats since I was 14 years old. I never yeah. piloted one of them. Yeah, right. And uh, he was not making it sound more important than it is. Yeah. So I didn't know the word because I honestly didn't know the word. So I sat there. My face got red. It did. And, I felt bad. And I no, you did not right away. Well, not right away. So so then I'm just sitting here and I'm like, okay, I'm like that's fine. Obviously, there's something more behind this little <laughs> outburst <laughs> that's come on me that I've done nothing. I, by the way, I didn't want to freaking be there either. You know me in meetings. I'm like, uh, oh God. give me give me the in and out. Right. So he comes and he comes in the studio and he's like, I saw his little face. Hey, buddy. And I go, hey, man, so what was up with that meeting today? <laughs> I said, you know, I said, I felt like you were maybe just a little rude to me. And you, at that point. I did. I felt bad. Yeah. I apologized sincerely. And good. I was like, huh. good. Because I, I mean, I, I don't apologize unless I mean it. No, yeah. no, I know. But and it's it, better, honestly. But it was, but oh, then, yeah. it, but it was, I guess what it reminded me of, and I think what I'm trying to get to is that sometimes you don't know what's going on with somebody. Right, 100%. I know what's going well, on with him. Going on with me. I knew what was going on with him, and I'm like, "Whose turn is it?" And it's like, "Oh, it's mine." Okay, it's mine. <laughs> but I think this happens a lot. Like, you don't always know what someone's going through, so you might perceive something as, and I do this a lot, internalize it, and maybe somebody doesn't get back to you, or they've got, you know, they're not talking to you, or they're short with you for some reason, and you somehow internalize it, or at least I do. Yeah, I'll internalize that type of thing, and really, what that taught me was. Hey, it had nothing to do with me. It had to do with the fact that he was bored AF. <laughs> and and um, it had to do with the fact that he wanted to get out of the meeting. And I was the linchpin of too many people talking. At and that I, moment, was like, yeah. I was like that little last top, little bit last topping that topples everything over. I was the Jenga tower that fell. Yeah, and it came in your direction. But again, it didn't mean it was actually meant to hurt you. But it hurt for a minute. I, I felt a little hurt. It that was, was stupid. It wasn't stupid. Yeah, it is. It's not stupid. You could have you could have just said it in a nicer way, but I you were it I, was no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, and then but no you apologized, and I said took ownership. I said fine. I said it's we're talking cool. about seventeen foot boat. You don't pilot that. You drive it. I lost the words because I don't. I do went overboard in how I reacted to yes, it. Yes, you it did. It doesn't mean it's not dumb. See, <laughs> uh, two things can be true at once. <laughs> See. <laughs> Yeah, see? But that was not the only dumb thing said. As a matter of fact, people no, say you dumb things. To, that's when the that's when the fuse Yeah, the that, fuse the fuse. I might. mean, if somebody else would have said something dumb, well, but I know you can take it too, most of the time. I, I did take it. And then no, I was yeah, like, you know, you know, I I I'm pretty good at that. That's the thing. I, you can read it better. I can read it. Like I, he he and I have pretty thick skins, okay? So I'm really thick. I because I'm like when you dish it out like I do, you better be able to take it. It's a good point. Yeah. You that's better true. be able to take it. Don't be That's how we started <laughs> our friendship, by the way. What? We literally started our friendship over a mama joke. He started it. Yeah. He was here one freaking week. And I'm like, well, I'll give him a little chance before I start giving him a bunch of crap, right? And on Friday, he it was well-timed and perfect, by the way. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Now it's on. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll then, give him a week or two. Then he, was, <laughs> then, he was, then he was giving me short jokes, and he came in, and he had a purple shirt on. <laughs> and I go, you look like Grimace from McDonald's. I know. <laughs> Like, I'm like, yeah. would you like a strawberry shake? So anyway, stuff, man, it's good stuff. So this is this is our boss coming in to analyze yeah, what we're doing here. Which I know, I know. <laughs> I know. We're, we're trying to work seriously. through problems. You're just 
we prefer to be upset I, and angry I, and quiet. I, I know, I know. We're, we're, we're trying very, very hard here. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I make it through somehow. Yeah, we're, we're trying to work it out so we can be better employees. Boy. Yep. Try to see things my way. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, they make you uncomfortable. Our HR department is right down the hallway. Her okay. name's Tarika. All right. Noted. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I guess all of this is kind of coming together because I think people's nerves are kind of frayed nowadays just because, you know, everyone's trying to get back to work and all the stuff's going on in the world and everybody's feeling a little anxious and stuff. But I feel like I'm getting better about putting up some boundaries right. and you know I said to him hey you know it was and then we talked and we it was cool it was it was fine after that you well, know I think the second half of what allowed that to go smoothly from the meeting the other day is the fact that you did let him know how you felt yeah cuz again if instead you were like no it's cool it's fine and in your head you're like I am livid right now that yeah. was, you know I mean that's not going to help but if you just said like hey that was kind of rude and you said yeah I'm sorry okay good yeah. we can move forward we, yeah and that felt, I hate to say it, but that felt so refreshing. And I feel like sometimes, and not just myself, but I think sometimes people don't always say what they feel. And then they do kind of hold oh, it Oh, they in. hardly ever do. Why is that so hard? Why is it so it's hard? It's vulnerable. I think we're so worried about pleasing one another and I'm going to say this. And, and this judgment. Gonna, and judgment and all. Mm-hmm. Of How do you get past that stuff? Because this is stuff I've been working on for years. Yeah. I mean, I think a big piece of it, honestly, is knowing where you stand. Knowing what boundaries you set up with different people. Knowing, hey, if someone does hurt my feelings, I'm just going to assertively stand up for myself. That sort of thing. Just being able to accept it and know that you're not doing anything wrong. So even if somebody else does judge you, make fun of you, makes a harsh comment, it doesn't mean you, it doesn't define you. Right. You're not doing something wrong just because they don't necessarily agree with your boundary. Don't you feel that I'm trying to help people work through this because I feel like the world has become now more than ever, more external than it ever was before. It almost feels like there's so much external noise going on in so many facets of everyone's life right now. It's almost hard to not let some of that stuff affect you in some mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? Yep. You're, you're winching. No, no, I'm, just, I'm doing this thing with my eyes where uh, I can see the red line. Now I can't see it. Now so I can't. pay attention. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, like, <laughs> how, how, I mean, like, what are some practical tools? Because I, I feel like people are really kind of struggling with this all around because they, they want to have a conversation, but, you know, I'm afraid to say this or I'm afraid to say that or I might offend somebody. How do you or, start a conversation yeah, yes. with somebody? How do you start a conversation with somebody? Nowadays, if you yeah. want to talk about anything, yeah. or do you just avoid it? But it, you, you shouldn't avoid it. So what do you? I agree. I think there's a big yeah. It's a it's a hard um, line to walk, mostly because you want to be able to be honest with what where you're coming from, and it's not that we want to ever steer away from you being honest and, and sharing your opinions and and where you're coming from, but being aware that there are many people out there who might not share the same exact viewpoint as yours, not necessarily because they don't agree with your sentiments, but again, everyone has different perspectives. They have different life experiences. They have different friendships, different, just different aspects of their life that they've experienced personally. So again, they might actually line up with you pretty closely, but the way they express it might be different. And I think that there's just having to be that awareness. So to answer your question, a lot of times when it does come to anything that has to do with how you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you need, any of those sort of things, there's something that we just call, it's very simple, but it's called like I statements. And basically it's you start any of your statements with the word I, Mm -hmm. right? Because that way you're not, you're not blaming somebody else. You're not telling how somebody else has how to feel. You're not putting it on other people. But if you said, I feel overwhelmed by 
all the protests, I'm all the on protests TV. going on or all the injustices, they're making me sad, right? Because you're owning that versus mm-hmm. putting that out on other people. And again, if it makes you sad, if it makes you overwhelmed, if it makes you mad, no one can tell you you're wrong because it's what you are experiencing. How do you diffuse something? Like, let's say, let's say I go, Hunter and I are talking. You know, I'm feeling really overwhelmed every time I turn on the TV or on the internet. What's a good way to exit that without, I mean, because I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. But. I think there's a lot, and I think to your point, I think a lot of sometimes people are doing things unintentionally. They're not even trying to cause a problem or they think they're doing something. That's, yeah. Yeah, they're trying. You could, you could be they're, just like, at what you think is a, well, okay. uh, just I'm a just question. Gonna say, I'm going to take this. Uh, Lady Antebellum, okay? Big act in country music. They came out about a week ago and they said, we realize that the name Antebellum, what it ties to with its ties to slavery, we are going to change our name because we feel that we were being disrespectful. We never went to be disrespectful. They right. even went as far as to say we, or the group, were coming up at the time. They got their first single. They took this picture at a plantation. They were excited. Of course, years have gone by. Then it frayed. So on one <laughs> hand, you had the people that were like, they call themselves Lady A now. You got the people that said, that's not enough. That's You should just change your name altogether. Which, of course, you know, if you're, like, changing the name of your band, that's, like, completely changing the name mm-hmm. of the band. But then there were the people that were the fans of Lady Antebellum that were mad that they, quote-unquote, kowtowed to whatever, or they, why didn't they just say the same and started calling them the Dixie Chicks? Everybody knows the Dixie Chicks history with calling out George W. Bush. Here's a band that <laughs> I think in their right mind were trying to do something in their mind that felt... Appropriate. Appropriate and trying to be sensitive to the situation around them. And now this has blown up. And I hate to say it, it's probably affecting their career in such an egg because it's almost like you can't win on either side. You can't. There, there, there are people that are mad at them for changing it. There are people that are mad that they're not changing. You know, it, it's yeah. like, what do you do when you're in a situation like that? That's yeah. And I might add it, this because it's e- the easy answer. And what I, you know, the first one that pops to my mind is stay true to yourself. However, right. what do you do? Because there's, like the Dixie Chicks learned, there's commerce involved. I would assume, again, you never know where somebody's at. I would assume they all have plenty of money, but you never know. Right. Right. But but there's also commerce involved. And that's got to be very difficult. So, again, I look at that and I go, here are these guys. And I'm not saying one thing or the other. But I don't know how they feel right. deep down in their hearts. They know that. But I feel like they were trying to do something in what their eyes look to be good. Whether you're right, Kush, whether it was a political move or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I see it downtown. I mean, you see buildings that have Black Lives Matter posters on the buildings, and you know it's kind of like going, we support you because, Mm -hmm. you know, there are people that if you don't have a Black Lives Matter sign on your window, well, then you must be with Mm -hmm. the other side. I know this is really sticky, and it's hard, and it's messy, but how do you, to Kush's point, how do you get through that when you're just trying to be sensitive, learn have a conversation, and it seems like the conversation is cut off before it even begins. Well, I think one of the challenges up front that you guys have kind of, uh, I guess, alluded to is how divisive, like everything's so divided right now. Right. Right. It's very hard to, like you said, even just have an approach of, hey, this is where I'm coming from. Like you said, being true to yourself. This is my, my perspective. And still being willing and open to learning, though, because I think that's going right. to be an important part. Correct. Because more than anything, again, if, if you if you come into a conversation where whatever standpoint you have, the other person you're talking to has the opposite, I think that it's easy to be like, again, like, uh, I'm shutting it off. I'm done. And, you know, there's there's parts of, especially, I guess, me in the line of work that I do that ha- can't help but be like curious. Like, okay, so what gets you to that standpoint? You know, how do you get there? And I guess if we can, I just feel like if we, 
as a society can learn from one another or at least try to understand one another better, there's better chances of things going smoothly. Because mm-hmm. again, as soon as I feel like, again, any sort of conversation that is divided, I feel like if we shut the other person out, there's usually a lot more resentment. There's usually a lot more anger. There's usually, well, there's no communication, obviously, right. at that point, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so I don't know, there's a there's not actually a perfect answer because obviously each conversation will be a little... Um, well, a lot different, right? Each conversation is going to look really different. And a lot of it will have to do too, actually, as silly as it is, back to what we were talking about earlier about the two-year relationship, you know that there's certain people you know you can have a more open conversation with. And there's going to be other people who you're like, they're, you know, they're likely to bite my head off if right. I if I start but this. But that also, that also makes it harder to learn from other people. Well, it also exactly. does, but it also then it, it, it plays the other side of the problem, which is, well, now you're not saying anything. Because I, I lived, okay, so I, to, to put this easier, I was in a, a relationship for 20 years mm-hmm. that I could not have a conversation. It would always go from like stating feelings to absolute anger and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I just held back, kind of started containing myself. I started putting pieces of myself away a little bit. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to, I was walking on eggshells the whole time. Right. And I feel like that's what's going on right now. It's like this really bad relationship. And how do you deal with the fact that you're making somebody angry, but they're already angry. They're already there. It's like, they're just looking for a tipping point to just go, Oh yeah. Because you know, even if you say I did the whole things with like, well, I feel it didn't matter how I felt. It was like, you know, that's a really sticky thing. And then I think it gets to the point where I feel it's better to walk away and just not get involved in something like that. Because if I know I can't win, not even Maybe not, the word it's not is, about winning, but you know, uh, like, that's, I find that's no, one of the problems with today is it's about winning. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you if you if you compromise, it's a weakness, right? Or if stu- I just know just that, like, right. if I just know that by stating how I feel about something is just going to erupt, I'm less likely to want to be in that situation because it causes it drains my energy. It used to be you could walk away from people. Now it almost seems like you can't walk away because if you walk away, you're part of the problem. I don't know. Well, and I guess that's why again. In an ideal, I guess, I don't know if anything ideal is going on right now in general, but in an an ideal conversation, both sides need to be open to the conversation, right? So the problem is like what you're, what you're saying is if, if you're open to having the conversation, the other person's like, no, that's not happening. We're, we're like, I'm, I've escalated to the highest point and um, I'm going to bite your head off. You're, you're not going to have a very, a constructive or (laughs) productive conversation, mostly because conversation, relationships, anything of that sort do need two sides who are willing to work, engage. And again, if listen, listen, a hundred percent listen. And honestly, when it comes to these sort of situations, again, if you have somebody who has an opposite point of view from you and they're open to discussing that, that actually could be a really powerful conversation. It should be. It should be. It is. But again, it's hard. Those people are becoming harder and harder to find because the goal is to win. And if you find yourself not winning, then it, then the goal is to shout the other person down. And then you know you're drinking the Kool Aid. You don't. You're always. Well, well, I mean, same, look you know, at a social media know, feed. I mean, you know, 25 min- years ago, you said, da, da, da. Yeah, like, "Yeah, right." I'm not the same person I was. God yeah. forbid, I'd be the same person I was 25 years ago. Yeah, totally. Right. My God. Yeah. So, what advice would you have moving through that? Let's just say you just can't have a conversation with right. somebody, or you realize you can't have a conversation with somebody. What's the best thing to do at that particular point so you can walk away, still have your respect, 
you know, because I feel like nowadays too, people just want to just anything you say they're, I mean, that's why they have trolls on, on the internet. And this, this has been going on for a long time, but people <laughs> right. will troll you and they'll just say stuff because they want to pull you into something and, and, and get the worst side of you, I guess, right. for lack of a better Right. Word. Again, if you're already in that conversation where you feel like you're not being heard or potentially probably not even being respected, that you have your own opinion, your own viewpoint. Um, I think maintaining an assertive conversation where you're saying how you feel, but you're still respecting that someone has a different opinion. You might try to be educating them on something, which again is fine. But if you're seeing that it's not going anywhere, it's getting heightened. I would just be respectful and let them know, you know, this doesn't seem like it's going to be a productive conversation today. Even if you don't agree with someone's viewpoint, being like, I, I hope that we can have another conversation in the future where we yeah. can maybe be more communicative with one another. But today, this is actually really, really hard for me. And again, kind of owning like, it. I hope we can have a conversation later where um, you're not being such an asshole. I mean, that, that, that's kind of the where I'm going without being there. And you say that or not, like I just did, or you say it the way you did. Yeah. It, well, and the problem is, though, if they are being aggressive, that's... Again, we're not talking about just having a different opinion. We're talking about the manner in which they're discussing their right. opinion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So let me ask you, and then and then we will uh, wrap this up for the day. Why do you feel there's so much aggression right now? I feel like the world has gotten so much more aggressive. Steroids! Maybe. Mm. I mean, like, but it does. It just seems like people are just percolating, and they just are just they're just angry. And I'm I'm trying to avoid that at all costs. Right. You know, not like wake up angry. I'm trying to do different things. But why is the world so angry? Yeah. Um. So uh, I don't know. This is a, a for certain, but my guess would be that if we think of the different emotions that we can experience besides happiness, but just like yeah. the other emotions that we might experience, of all of them, anger is probably the least vulnerable. Huh. So if we think about that for a second, right? If you're sad, if you're anxious, if you're scared. If you're lonely, what about if you're, happy? Because sometimes people knock you for being happy, like that song. I'm happy. I hate that song. But again, uh. sometimes even putting that out there too is is vulnerable. But yeah, again, right. even if we think about the emotions outside of happy, anger is the one that people feel like they can have some control. They can assert themselves, and not assertively. They might be aggressive, mm. but I feel like anger itself is the least vulnerable. And they and often, if you think about a conversation, if people are arguing, typically people get louder and louder because they want to be heard. Right. Right. And I think that it comes across as anger and things like that where, and it ends up becoming aggressive because especially people aren't being heard. Mm-hmm. It just keeps escalating from there. I also think, there's power in it. I'm not there, laughing at you. Right? I'm laughing at my wife because right. I'm thinking about like right. when she and I argue and she's like, you're yelling. I'm not, I'm not yelling. You want to hear yelling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, right. I can get loud. So, right. Yeah. yeah, you can. I mean, but like there's also power in anger. Yes. There's oh, more yeah. power in anger than I think almost yeah. any emotion. So maybe that's what people feel powerless. So I can listen to RV when I'm angry. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the Incredible Hulk. He was pretty awesome. Except on that new video Endgame thing trailer they just put out. They made him look stupid. Well, that's just... They really made him look dumb. (laughs) I really am not happy with that. But I I think that's really a good thing. Maybe we should all, like, take a moment back and realize that this emotion is overtaking so many other emotions. I mean, even love. I mean, which is... This like the most strong emotion, right? Right. Like, and love is so vulnerable too, because if you think about it, if you love something, someone, and it's not reciprocated, how vulnerable is that? It hurts, right? So then you get angry, right? And then you drink two buck chuck. All right, real quick before we let you go, um, (laughs) Jennifer Higley from Wildflower Counseling in Mount Pleasant. It's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. It's nice having common sense on this show. (laughs) It really is. But what would you say? Real quick to somebody that's having these just angry feelings, you know, you because a lot of people are waking up angry. I'm going to work angry. I'm coming home angry. What are some things to do to calm down, at least recognize where you're at so you don't spill out and do something stupid? Because I think when you're angry, 
you're not thinking clearly. Right. I mean, I think you kind of said a big part of it is acknowledging what is actually going on. Again, if you're angry about, hypothetically, let's just say again, the protests, are you actually angry or are you sad and heartbroken and devastated? Like, those are vulnerable emotions. But again, is you acting um, in an angry manner to your wife or to somebody else, right. is that going to be productive? And again, if you're noticing, okay, I am angry, I know why. Now what do I do about it? That's where we start trying to use some coping skills. Honestly, I know this is obvious, but I do recommend going to counseling. Like there's, there's, you need support because if this is building up and building up, honestly, it's not just going to disappear tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If you're mad and you're angry and you're still holding on to that, guess what? You're going to fall asleep and it's still going to be sitting on your shoulders tomorrow. So I think that learning how to get through ways to cope with the anger, ways to process, talk through the anger, um, finding outlets that are healthy, and then getting to place where you feel like you can have your voice heard in an appropriate manner. Because so at the end of the day, I want people to be heard. So is that friends or counseling? Because sometimes, I think that's why counseling is so great, because sometimes you just don't want to dump on your friends or family oh, because they've got their own stuff going on and yeah. you are like you feel like you're weighing them down. And it's like, right. I don't want to weigh them down. So that's kind of a way to go on the load. And I know, for instance, you know, I've been given some great tools. And this is a simple one. Cassandra, mm -hmm. my, my therapist, told me, I want you to wake up and do a positive emotion. So it was like, yeah, I know that sounds crazy. But I would sit there and like for me, happy felt a little too vulnerable at that point. Okay. So I would start out and I would just say, I'm going to be content today. Yep. I'm going to be productive today. So it didn't feel like. How long does that last? It actually works. I mean, like, I the days I felt content, for me, I'm being happy. Like, that was almost too big. It was too far of a it reach. It was too far of a reach, yeah. Ah, short joke. He does it himself. It's okay. Think, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, find, I, I feel like that was a really good recommendation. I really took that from your place, and I went, wow, you know, I never really thought about, like, I'm getting up in the morning, and instead of being like, ah, I didn't sleep good, blah, 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 I'm like, I'm going to be productive today. I'm going to be helpful today. There you go, buddy. Look at you. Look at me. Huh? You, wake up me. Morning, you wake up in the morning and go, oh, ah. ah, I got a boner. <laughs> Remember the part where our boss came in and said there's the HR department? <laughs> Jennifer. It's always a good, I love it when you come in. Yeah, I do too. Hey. I mean, you're a breath of fresh air. I hope Amen. this helps people. But if there are people that are out there that maybe you're having some really conflicted feelings, tell them how to get to you and, and yes. talk to you. Because I think everybody, everybody could use a little counseling. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> our phone number is 843-597-9994. And you can also go to our website, which is wildflowercfc.com. And you help all different types of things. Oh, yeah. Um, as, as young as five-year-olds up, whether we're talking about relationship issues, anger, trauma, eating concerns, ADHD, you name it, we're here to help. So. And, and you do a great job. I highly recommend if you're struggling, you don't have to go through it alone. 100%. don't have to weigh the people down in your See, life. So that's because of people like Jennifer. Yes. That Hunter and Kush are taking on the world. The world's still winning. We're closing the gap, but we're working on it. Yeah, we is. <laughs>